This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. It's the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Today is one of those shows that we step into the entertainment world. And thankfully, it's also sports-related, faith-related. I am thrilled to welcome on Andy Irwin, director, producer, and a part of the new movie, American Underdog, which is uh, the Kurt Warner story. And I- I've told you guys about the, the movie already. If you listen to the live podcast, uh, I-, I loved it. I-, I thought it was a really good movie. And I, I have an even more, uh, I got more appreciation for the movie after talking with Andy. And so I think you'll, you'll love kind of getting a, a, a backstory to the movie and get inside the director's head for why they made certain choices for this movie. So hopefully you'll go see it on Christmas day uh, or sometime, you know, around that time it comes out Christmas day. Um, It's fun to go see movies during the holidays. I used to always, my my family, we used to always go uh, maybe like the week, ah, sometime, sometime around Christmas. Uh, we would always go. I forget exactly, but it was great grow, growing up as with my brothers and everything. So this is a great family film. A lot of layers to it. They could have gone so many different directions because Kurt Warner's story has so many layers and twists and turns. It's got all the elements of an incredible life, incredible journey, and it makes for for a, a cool movie. No question about it. So go go see it, and I'll be curious your thoughts. Let me know after you see it. Let me know what you think of it, because uh, I'll be I'll be curious. Because I'm I'm the type of person that I, I can watch movies and you know, uh, oh, they could have done this or could have done that. But as a sports fan, like I knew the Kurt Warner story, and so you know some elements of it. So oh, they could have done this or could have done that. But the good news is Andy Irwin is a big sports fan, and so Kurt Warner's story was in good hands. And and so Andy and his brother, uh, they're the Irwin brothers, and and so they've they've done some some awesome movies. I, I saw. I can only imagine. I still believe in Woodlawn. All three of those movies are really good. So they were a part of that. The, the, all three of those. Uh, I still believe. I watched this year about singer Jeremy Camp, who's one of my favorite singers, awesome singer, uh, but his story is remarkable. So these guys know how to handle true stories. Uh, all three of those that I just mentioned, all all true stories, and of course, Kurt Warner's story. So there, there's an art to it and a skill to capturing a true story and then turning it into you know an entertaining movie and pulling out the, the, key, the key moments. 
because obviously <laughs> you live a number of years. You can't you can't show everything. You got to pick and choose. So I asked Andy a little bit about that, just how they decided on, on what direction to go uh, with American Underdog. Well, before we jump in, I do want to thank our presenting sponsor, MediShare. MediShare is an innovative healthcare solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. My wife and I, we've been MediShare members for over five years. MediShare has provided us with an affordable and effective way to pay for healthcare. And if you want to explore your options, uh, especially as the year ends and and open enrollment, uh, you can text the word UNPACK to the number 201201. So text UNPACK to 201201, and it'll send you back a link, and, and you can check out the website for more information uh, about MediShare. So thanks to them. Thanks to American Underdog. Uh, they, they've been a sponsor here on the podcast as well. And, and so I had the, the opportunity to write a discussion guide designed for sports teams after they watch the movie. So ideally, sports teams are going to watch this movie. And then I wrote kind of spiritual and biblical applications to some of the key elements from the movie. And, and so that, that's, a, that's a neat thing as well. That link is in the, the podcast show notes. So if you want to check that out, uh, would love for you to see that. But right now, let's jump in. It's Andy Irwin, director, producer, here on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And joining us now on the MetaShare guest line is film director Andy Irwin. Andy and his brother John directed the new movie American Underdog, which is coming out on Christmas Day. We're going to talk all about this movie uh, with Andy today. Previously, the Irwin brothers have directed and produced the movies I Can Only Imagine, I Still Believe, and Woodlawn. All three movies I have seen and love all three of them. Andy. It's so great to have you on Unpacking It today. How are you? Dude, I love that intro, man. And I'm obsessed with, I'm looking at all the memorabilia in your room. Like I like a Luke Keekly uh, uh, jersey That's- and Kobe Bryant. Man, you got a lot of cool stuff in there. Absolutely. I don't think I have any Alabama stuff because you're from Alabama. Are you uh, Crimson I Tide am. or Auburn? I, I, I'm, I'm an Alabama fan, uh, okay. uh, kind of born, born and raised. I, I bleed crimson. Uh, but the other day, uh, uh, so Coach Harbaugh is showing uh, American Underdog to the Michigan team. And so for a video for the team, uh, I may or may not have put on a Michigan hat and said, go Big Blue. It was a, it was a defining moment. Wow. Oh, that's cool. How, how did that happen for him to, to show the movie? That's a, that's a really neat thing. You know, it's exciting. It's just been exciting to see a lot of different teams that have, you know, wanted to kind of inspire their team and, and have asked to kind of show an early cut of the film. So we did it for the University of Alabama. We did it for Clemson. Uh, we've done it for a lot of different, uh, you know, pro athletes are watching on the side, a lot of gold jackets and Hall of Fame players. But it's just kind of trying to get the, the buy-in of the sports community because this we felt like this film really blends both, uh, you know, family, faith, uh, and football. So uh, uh, it's, it's, it's something that brings a lot of cool communities together. 
Absolutely. Well, that's my big question. So I've, I've seen the movie. I loved it. And I'm, I'm a, a Jesus follower. So I love Kurt Warner's story in that regard. I'm a huge sports fan. So I love that aspect. And I'm also a romantic. I love a good uh, romantic <laughs> comedy. And so this movie had it all. But, but I'm so fascinated from, from your perspective as a director. How difficult was it to, to capture all the elements of Kurt's story? And how did you guys end up kind of landing on what you guys did decide to focus on? Because to me, this yeah. is like a, a three-part trilogy of Kurt's story, but you guys you know, honed in on, on one movie for him. Yeah, you know, very, very much, uh, you know, uh, doing a movie like this is when it has all the elements that are naturally there, it's about reduction rather than, you know, anything else. You just have to figure out what fits and what doesn't. But I, I remember, you know, I, I started as a sports cameraman. So, you know, back when we had this film hobby that was growing out of control, uh, we uh, we used to pay the bills by working uh, for sports on on the weekends. And um, I remember I, the only Super Bowl I ever worked was in 2001. It was Kurt Warner's second Super Bowl, and he was playing a Gideon his first. And uh, I was doing the post-game show, and I was um, working for ESPN. Stuart Scott was my reporter. And uh, I remember, I, me- I remember like, you know, watching it all play out. And by that point, you know, the Super Bowl to you know, the supermarket to the Super Bowl had become kind of sports legend history over that, that year period since he had won the last one. But I just remember watching the guy and watching him interact with this young, spiky-haired, kind of tough-as-nails former Marine in the, in the, in the, in the uh, stands. It was his wife, Brenda. And I was like, I want to know the story behind those two mm. and uh, their relationship together. So fast forward 20 years, I would have never guessed that I'd be the one telling the story. But uh, we sat down with Kurt and Brenda in their home in Phoenix and just asked them, what do you see your story as? And they said, as much as it is about football, it's really about what was going on behind the scenes at home, about us mm-hmm. fighting to keep our family together and really our relationship with our son, Zach, who has special needs and is blind. They're like, that's the story we want to tell. And I looked at John and I was like, we could do that movie. And, uh, and so we really honed in on the home life that produced the champion, gave him the heart of the champion, so when we go out on the football field, it feels like Rocky. I mean, it's like that moment where you're just cheering for the guy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I love Kerr Warner, his story, and what we've known as sports fans. And to your point, to now with this movie, see what was really going on and what he was going yeah. through just to get there. Uh, it's inspiring and remarkable. And uh, even as a dad and a husband myself, it's just it, it was inspiring on that on that side of things. So, um, so I, I'm so glad you guys made this movie. And, and so what was the process? How long did it take to, to get Kurt and, and his family on board with it? Did they come to you? And then what was kind of the entire process to now Christmas Day, the big release? Yeah, it, it really was like, you know, a story in of itself getting it to the screen because Kurt had been wanting to develop his story for about five years and it had been stuck at other studios. And when it was brought to us, they, the rights were lapsing and, and we were looking at, hey, could we do this movie? And so we had started to develop it and then the pandemic hits and it shuts everything down. And so we thought that the story was dead. We thought there's no way this is going to get made in this environment. And, but in the middle of that, um, you know, we are like, if there was one person on the planet to play Kurt Warner, it's Zachary Levi from Shazam. I mean, cause they look like, you know, they're, you know, uh, long lost relatives. And I just was like, I was like, it's gotta be Zach. 
and I knew Zach from years past. We were both Christians that were starting to kind of get our start in Hollywood, and he was farther along than me. He was on, on a TV show called Chuck, but oh, we used yeah. to hang out at his house. And so when I was talking to him on Zoom one day after the shutdown, and I just said, he said, what's this Kurt Warner movie I keep hearing everybody mention my name with? And I said, well, Zach, I, I know your schedule at your book for the next three years. I wasn't going to send it to you. And uh, and he said, well, send me the script. My schedule may have opened it up because of COVID. And I sent him the script and he said, text me back at midnight. He said, I'm in tears. I love this script. Let's go make a football oh. movie. And so when he came on board, it shot adrenaline into the whole system. And the studio flipped out. They're like, this is a big movie. Mm. And they gave us the support we needed to go out and shoot this movie in the middle of a pandemic. And and every ounce of that struggle ended up on the screen and really, really proud of the result. Absolutely, as you should be. And and uh, Zach was great. And I was a huge fan of the show Chuck when I was in college. So right. to yeah. see him now play Kurt Warner, it was uh, he, he nailed it. And just the way he moved, I thought he really he, – because Kurt – has a unique kind of strut yeah. to, to, to his, his walk. So he, he nailed that. And then I thought uh, Mike Martz was great and yep. Dick Vermeil, both of those, those roles. Yep. And of course, Dennis Quaid played Dick Vermeil. So that was a uh, right. good casting on, on your, your team's part. Yeah. As well. I, I, yeah it, it was cool with those roles. Um, so, you know, there's different people that are kind of icons, especially I'm, I'm a huge football fan. I love NFL, even though I don't really have an NFL team because I grew up in Alabama yeah, you know, I, I love the NFL, and uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, so trying to get people that have, are icons correct in the story was important. And two of those being, you know, Dick Vermeil and, and Mike Martz. And so Mike Martz is played by Chance Kelly, who's an incredible character actor, and he disappears in the role, really steals a lot of his scenes. Kind of, what we talked about that Martz wasn't necessarily the screamer; he was more the Clint Eastwood that you know, kind of intimidated with a whisper, mm-hmm. and. Um, and so I talked to Mart and to Vermeil on the phone before we shot and got a lot of little tidbits about what they did. So like a lot of those moments in the film, like when Mart goes after him about botching the, the snap in practice, that really happened. Mart said, I had to see if I could break this kid. And he said, I wasn't a screamer, but in that moment I gave him everything I got and he didn't crack. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so, uh, and then the moment with, uh, with, with Vermeil, I talked to, to Vermeil about, you know, what are the moments that only you would know about? And he said, he said, I saw something special in this kid because I was out of football for 15 years as an announcer. Mm. And he said, and I, and I couldn't put my finger on it, but I pulled him aside in the hallway one day and I said, son, there's something really special about you. I can't wait to find out what it is. And I said, oh my gosh, can we use that in the movie? He's like, yeah, 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 it's fine. Don't screw it up, kid. And I was like, <laughs> uh, and so, so I reached out to Dennis Quaid because I had done another movie with Dennis called I Can Only Imagine. Oh, and yeah. I said, Dennis, I'll let, I'll let you play whatever role you want. Uh, I said, uh, but I think it's really cool when an icon plays an icon. And so I had put, a, put together a highlight reel of all of Dick Vermeule's most iconic quotes. And I sent it to him. It's like a 45-minute highlight reel. And, uh, and he watched it and he said, I'm totally in. I want to play Vermeule. So the coolest moment between those two was when it was over, I connected uh, Coach Vermeil with Dennis Quaid on a text thread, and, uh, and I introduced him. And Vermeil had seen the film by that point. He said, he said, Dennis, you made a better Vermeil than I did. And then Dennis said, this is the most iconic role I've played. So it was a cool kind of fly on the wall moment. 
Oh, I love it. And I thought the the press conference that he did was really good. And then of course the special scene with, with him and Kurt at the, at the stadium. So, um, so yeah. for the listeners, they, they get the a press, chance. To, yeah, yeah. 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 That press conference scene is funny. Cause, uh, uh, my, my, my mentor was a big Rams fan. Uh, so he's a cameraman that's, uh, uh, named Tim too. That's a Monday night football cameraman still to this day. And Tim, he, he was like, just be aware that press conference is our Gettysburg address. He's like, don't screw it up. <laughs> and so he watched it at the end and he watched it. He's like, and Dennis had studied all the mannerisms, everything that actually happened. And he watched it. And he's like, thumbs up. You got it. So it worked out. He did it. Even the hair I thought was impressive. So I was yeah. looking for all the details, but, um, and, and speaking of that, cause you know, I'm a sports fan. And so I love the week to week drama. Like it's not a movie. Yeah. It's, it's real life. It's I'm watching it every Sunday right. and every Saturday, th- you know, throughout the football season. And so for you to tackle a, a sports movie as a sports right. fan, you know, what are some of those, those challenges and obstacles that, that you face as, as a, a director and producer to try to capture something that, that is you know, unique and different from what we experience. And, and to me, it's right. a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to do. Yeah, you know, for us, what what I wanted to do, and John, my brother, directed it with me. Um, when we, we wanted to kind of give you real life stakes, so that when you you know go out on the field and you do this, uh, you have this moment that um, that it, you have real life stakes at home that give it meaning. So we really patterned it much more after a movie like Rocky or Cinderella Man, kind of fight movies where you know, you're in the ring for the right reason. And you're like, you know, you're rooting for the guy because of what he's going through off the field. And you go in there to get a specific moment with that character. So we kind of earned that. And we intentionally kept the football very contained until we get to the NFL. And when we get to that Ravens game, man, uh, a couple of things. I'll geek out on you because I, I love sports too. But, yes. um, you know, w- when we got to that game, we, uh, uh, you know, we didn't want to shoot it like you had seen it before. So, you know, typically with a football movie, you shoot it from, you know, the outside in TV camera angles, long lenses, kind of shooting down towards the field. But we're like, everybody's seen that angle. So we're like, uh, let's use, uh, let's actually put you in the action and put the camera wide and in the middle of it, kind of like, you know, what Saving Private Ryan did for, for war films. Mm. So we shot it, you know, wide in the action. And then we used all that archival footage and we choreographed every play down to the frame of what happened in real life. So the, the stunt team, like whoever did the tackle, how he landed, how he got up, how he celebrated was exactly what happened in the telecast. So that we could intercut this archival footage back and forth um, uh, to where it kind of gave this visceral feel like it's happening in real life. It's not something you're watching that happened. It's something you're experiencing now. And so it was kind of born out of necessity because we didn't have enough time to film everything that we wanted to, but it Mm -hmm. turned into like this visceral moment. And then when we got to that moment we're like, what game do we want to really hone into as his moment? It was really that first start that he got was the iconic moment we wanted to recreate. And we went back and said, what was the game that was his coming out moment? And, and they, we got to it and it was like, Oh my gosh, it was the Ravens against Ray Lewis. And you can't have any more in, intimidating, you know, antagonistic, you know, opposing force than Ray Lewis. And so putting him in that moment, and we had a former NFL linebacker named Nick Harris that played for the Panthers. He played Ray. He's an aspiring actor, really good uh, guy. He comes in and just channeled Ray Lewis. 
And then yeah. I was like, who called the game? And I started listening to the telecast. And I was Gosh. like, oh my gosh, it's Gus, Gus Johnson. I was like, nobody calls a better game in football right now than Gus Johnson. He's really cinematic. And um, so we reached out to, Ju- to Gus and I said, you know, we, we need to recreate everything that you did in the game and a word for word, but we want to recreate it. And he got emotional and he said, oh. holy cow, I was a, he's like, I was a young play-by-play guy and I got to sign that game. And he said, I thought I was going there to cover Ray Lewis versus Trent Green. It was going to be huge for my career. And Trent Green gets injured and I got this kid from Iowa, you know, this kind of corn fed guy that played arena football. And I thought it was going to be a dud. And he said, who, who knew that 20 years later, it would be the end of a movie. And so got him to come back in and revoice it, collaborated on it. And, uh, and just, uh, it was just a treat. So it was just all the ingredients were there for this sports moment that really kind of doesn't let you down. Absolutely. I loved the back and forth because I loved seeing the old footage and, and thinking back, gosh, where was I when I was watching that, that yeah, game and right. kind of thinking back. Yeah. So uh, that was, that was a really neat, neat end to the movie for sure. Well, yep. all right. I could talk all day with you about it, but we're, we're limited on time. You, of course, you're weeks away from the, the big release is a big deal. Right. Uh, so very, very exciting. I, I did want to ask from a, from a spiritual standpoint, could have gone a lot of different directions. I think people in general are familiar with you know, Kurt Warner. What a tremendous faith. Right. And he's very outspoken about his faith. What was your approach with, with that specifically? And, and I guess, what was your hope as a director who, who wants to inspire and, and point people to God uh, with this right. movie? What, what was your, your hope and, and kind of the, the takeaway? Yeah, you know, John and I, you know, we, we do true stories. It's what we, we love. And we always center it around uh, faith in some capacity. Uh, you know, whether that's, you know, you know, a movie like I can only imagine or another football movie we did called Woodlawn, you know, we really embrace it for what it is. Uh, We don't apologize for it, but we also really ask like, what does this movie want to be? What does this story belong as? And when we talked to Kurt and Brenda, we said, we want to make this faith real, but we want to make it you guys. And how do you see it as? And they said, we'd like to do a mainstream football movie that doesn't shy away from the fact that we were Christians. Uh, and kind of earn the right to be heard, but to kind of connect with a, a, a mainstream sports crowd. And so when we got into it, um, we kind of, you know, honed it around that. And the cool thing about Kurt and Brenda is their faith wasn't in a neat little box. It was kind of messy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, Brenda was a, a Christian uh, as a single mom. Uh, Kurt was not a Christian yet when he met her uh, as a fifth year college senior. And, and, but they fell in love and they would, you know, uh, in real life, you know, kind of love. They said, you know, if they weren't, you know, uh, arguing about their faith, they were making out. And it was just kind of like, you know, they were just kind of this rough around the edges. Uh, and it, was, it wasn't until she experienced this big personal tragedy that really kind of grounded her in her faith that he said he watched how Brenda really struggled through things with God. And he said, for her, it's a relationship. And he said, I want what she's got. And so he came to Christ through that moment and said, God, I need you in my life. And it was in that moment that the two of them got very grounded. They got married. And, uh, and then he was like, my destiny is not to be famous as a football player. My destiny is to fight for this family. So it's really about a call to manhood, about stepping up for your family, uh, about your partnership of fighting for your marriage uh, and about a wife that is an equal partner in that journey. And, uh, and so when he gets to the end, I think, it leaves the audience with this rush of hope that God can use the messiness of my life 
uh, and all the brokenness and the failures and the struggles. And it's not without purpose that God has a bigger thing that he's trying to do. And it's to redeem it and use it for his purposes. And that's really the hope of this story. And I think people are craving hope like that right now. Amen. Absolutely. This is this is the type of movie we need right now. It's inspiring. It's encouraging. It uh, for those of us chasing dreams, it keeps you it keeps you going and persevering. And so, thank you for making the movie. Thank you for coming on, unpacking it to talk about it today. And I'm excited for our listeners to go and see it. American Underdog coming out nationwide on Christmas Day. It's a great way to spend Christmas. So, thanks, Andy. Really appreciate you being a part of unpacking it today. Appreciate you, Bryce. Thanks, buddy. Absolutely. There's Andy Irwin joining us here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. That was fun. There's Andy Irwin and and really... Man, I, I'm such a movie guy, and and to be able to talk to a director of, of a movie that I, I really liked, that was a, a ton of fun, and I hope you enjoyed it as a listener. I, I love getting different perspectives on you know, just how things come together, the process. So when I interview authors, and uh, you know, now here today with the director, just how how do things come together? The process. Coaches talk a lot about process, so so it's fun. And, and I think what's interesting with, so he, just to, if you listen to this podcast, hopefully you've gotten to know me over the years and I, I try to share kind of who I am. Well, I, I've grown up in the faith. And so I've always watched Chris, Christian movies or shows, or I've listened to Christian music and, and I continue to, to do that. So it's always been a part of my life. And so I've seen the the evolution of you know content and media and you know here I am people call this a Christian sports podcast which yeah it is I, I'm just a sports fan who follows Jesus and so I incorporate my faith my sports today my movie fandom uh, into a show and and so you know I'm very open yeah I, we're all about Jesus here at unpacking it it's all about Jesus so that's that's what we're doing but I think watching kind of Christian movies and some different approaches and, and, and I'm so behind and supportive of the Irwin brothers because they, they just make great movies, good acting. They have good actors, actors that I know uh, that I've seen, you know, seen in other things. Um, they, they pull, you know, real life stories and then bring them to life and uh, bring them to life on the, on the, on the movie screen um, actually, gosh, I haven't been to a theater in a while, so I, I can't wait to get back to the theater. Part of it is because I have two young daughters and so you can't bring them to the theater. But, but I think what I, I guess my, my encouragement is we've got to, you know, s- support people that are, that are trying to make impactful movies, encouraging movies, inspiring movies. And, and I think the thing about um, American underdog is, Kurt Warner's faith story is out there and you you can go listen to his testimony and and he talks a lot about his faith. What made this movie interesting, what you have to look for. And and I was talking to somebody else, a part of the the movie as well. You have to look for the thread of God's hand and the, the character development of Kurt Warner. And early on his faith wasn't important to him. It wasn't evident, 
but then by the end of the movie you'll see you know what what he does uh with his faith and you can you can just kind of see him grow and learn and mature as a man and and God's working in his life and and sometimes in the Christian culture we want everything buttoned up and put a little bow on it type of thing for for people's stories and okay they were bad here and then they they met Jesus and then everything was great and they were perfect. Well, that's not realistic. That's not, that's not always how it's not really story. That's just not how stories go. Um, there are twists and turns and there's rawness and real life and challenges and struggles and few steps forward, few steps back. But ultimately we all must have that recognition of, yeah, I can't save myself. I need Jesus. And he offers me this this free gift of salvation and, and grace and mercy and how much he loves us. And so I'm going to receive that. And then I'm going to have to live this life, you know, with all the, the struggles and temptations and trust him to get me through. And there are going to be some days where we struggle. And there's going to be some days where we try to do it in our own strength. And there's going to be some days where we we do pursue our own glory and we want the attention. And so all of that is you know, it's part of most of our journeys um, and so I like movies that are, are real and raw and show elements of that. And so, um, I, I liked, I liked the approach. I, I, you know, there were probably certain things, ah, oh, I would have, I would have leaned in a little bit more here, leaned in a little bit more there, or, oh, let me, let me just get a little more clarity on the, on the faith side here. But you know what? I think if, as you watch, you'll be encouraged. It's an inspiring movie. And, and a motivating uh, movie to, to, to pursue our dreams. And if God gives us a dream in our heart and, and a vision for what he, he has for us, we keep, we keep going until he says stop. And usually he's not going to say stop because if it's something that he gave us, then he's going to keep us going through the hurdles. And so Kurt Warner's story is about that as well. Um, so anyway, I'm just kind of reflecting on on the movie Andy Irwin and um just kind of Christian media and uh and content that's out there but I will say this the Irwin brothers they make some great movies so if you haven't seen those other three I can only imagine I still believe Woodlawn and American Underdog they're uh man they're good movies I I I probably cried and probably cried in all of them I think I did I probably did so there you go last week we had uh <laughs> Chad Henning's on. Uh, we're talking about being real men. Real men cry. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? I don't know. I don't know where he stands on that, but I, I say real men cry. We're, when we're moved by beauty and just cool things. So that's what uh that's what I feel. I, I, I feel it when I watch movies, when I watch sports. I was getting a little little uh emotional the other day when Steph Curry beat the record. I, I just I, I'm, I'm moved by that kind of stuff. It's cool stuff life and, and sports. So there you go. Uh, man, I'm recording this at the end of the day. I'm winding down. I'm unraveling a little bit. So, uh, so there you go. There's the rawness here on the podcast. My producer will edit some of this out, but that's the, that's the authenticity. Hopefully you've, uh, you've come to appreciate for those of you that stick around at the end of the podcast. This is the bonus material. This is what you stick around for. Oh yeah. Andy Irwin had some good stuff. Stick around at the end. We come back in the studio. That's that's what you that's what you stick around for. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Thanks to Andy Irwin. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. 
I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We will talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.